Welcome back to the swamp, my friends, and welcome if you're new. Today I'm going to be sharing some creepy, paranormal, and unexplained horror stories sent in by viewers just like you. As usual, if you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, whether it's an encounter with a ghost or something else you can't explain, be sure to submit it at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I would love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. It's stories like yours that truly help keep this show going on a daily basis. Now, without further ado, be sure to hit that like button, subscribe if you're new, and get ready for some creepy and allegedly true paranormal horror stories that'll freak you out tonight. So, you've probably heard about microdosing. If not, just know that all sorts of people are microdosing daily to feel healthier and perform better. Our show today is sponsored by Microdose Gummies. Microdose Gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC to help you feel just the right amount of good. Now, in my opinion, I really enjoy these. If you're not trying to get out of this world but still get the effects that help you feel better in your daily life, this is definitely the path for you to take. Microdose is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code SWAMPED to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description, but again, that's microdose.com and code SWAMPED. I've been a fan of the channel for a while. I've always wanted to share a story but can never think of a specific one to tell. Growing up as a Pentecostal Christian, I've seen a lot of stuff that might be interesting to people. These are a few of the stories. My church would have this yearly trip to towns close to the border with Haiti. I'm not going to speak of the practices of the Haitian community since I'm not Haitian, but I will talk about my own country. Many of these towns near the border are known for witchcraft and practices tied to the devil or demons. My church would go to these places because of the poverty found there, and we would give them food, clothes, and medicine. And every night there would be a service in a public park, also to show them the gospel of Jesus. During these services, weird things would happen. One time during the service at night, an old lady tried convincing my brother to follow her. Throughout the night, she kept looking at him and talking a few times, promising to show him something awesome. Later, we found out from the locals that she was a local witch. Another time during a service, this guy who was apparently demonically possessed fell to the ground and started moving like a snake, literally acting like he was a snake. One of the experiences still fresh in my memory was when a demon-possessed person punched the preacher. The person was saying things like, I am the devil and the preacher asked her if she wanted to be free. She later punched the preacher and had to be held by four men. This lady had inhuman strength because barely all four of them could hold her. I'm not sure if this story should be considered paranormal or whatnot. What I saw was confirmed. The reason it happened, some people say it was drugs, other people will tell you it's demonic possession, but I'll let you guys argue that on your own. These were a few weird experiences I've had over the years in the church. Howdy Swamp Dweller, my name is Colton. I had shared a few previous stories with my encounters with wild boars. I wanted to say thank you for sharing that story. My dog Maymay passed away from old age about a week after you posted it, so listening back to it again reminded me of her. 
She was truly an amazing dog, and I hope she rests in peace. Anyway, I had mentioned having experienced other weird things around this part of Central Texas, so I thought I'd share another post. This story, or report, is more on the side of the paranormal and just overall scary. I have more than just these, which I can submit later, but let's get into this one first. For context, this story takes place in Temple, Texas, at a mall. I used to work there and many people even today know who I am because everyone knows I am a bit of a character. These stories come from my old co-workers and other people working in the mall. I try to keep it as organized as possible. To put it short, the mall is haunted by a poltergeist or a demon, and her name, as we will call her, is Matilda. She's not necessarily mean, just a scary prankster who goofs around a lot. I'll start where I used to work, a trampoline park inside the mall with pizza and arcades. Working there was fun because you can have fun if no one shows up, which happened every so often. We'll start with H, my old boss, who was a lovely middle-aged woman. Now H worked in that part of the mall since it was a spirit of Halloween shop. Perfect, right? Anyway, she told me one day she came to work about two hours early and it was still dark. She wanted to set up a few extra things early so they could prepare the kids. She walked in and my boss saw this woman. She was dressed in a white dress, hair like the ring over her face, just standing there. When my boss saw this, she said, not today, and just walked out and waited for the sun to come up before doing anything further. Kind of funny, I guess. Later that year, I joined the crew, and more stuff started happening there. One day, an alarm was tripped late in the evening just after we left for the night and my boss went back to find a door which was always locked, blown open to the outside. She was initially scared, thinking a homeless person had broken in and had probably still been in there with her. She locked the door and checked the cameras. When she did, she scrolled to the point to where the door opened and watched it burst open like something from the inside rammed the door. This feat would be tough for any one person, no matter how yoked they were. But it was done so fast and done quickly that it was not humanly possible. The worst part about all of this was, is that no one came in. No one was there. No one went out. And then a few seconds later after the door was open, a couple of floating orbs drifted around the camera before disappearing entirely. We immediately knew it was Matilda, and this is when I began believing something wasn't so normal here. So I tempted fate and called for her. Something is threatening about a powered down arcade. Just the occasional colorful late flicker, a little chime in the darkness, and the thought that it is supposed to be lit up but isn't. It's weirdly scary and oddly uncomfortable. I went with my manager and a coworker. We will call my manager D and my coworker Jenny. Jenny was a 19-year-old female and D was a 30-year-old male. We walked out after everything had closed and we looked at the gate. My boss and manager told me about Matilda and that you could sometimes hear her running down the mall halls past the entrance and sometimes even hear her scream. I was curious, so I walked with them to check it out. As we walked and talked, my manager and co-worker suddenly stopped, and the air became increasingly cold. Then, out of the peripheral of my eye, I saw a white glow. I turned to look, but the light seemed to run away, if that makes sense. Was I beginning to wonder about it? It happened again in the other direction, causing me to spin a little. I kept trying to see this glow, but it stayed just out of sight. 
I decided it may have been my mind playing tricks on me, so I just kept walking for a few more feet. Then something out of a horror movie happened. It was fall time, and there was an issue with the AC at the time that would cause the dew in the air to make a mist that would fill the inside of the arcade. This made it even more creepy, of course. When I noticed this, my coworkers asked, Hey guys, have you seen some flashing in your peripheral? Like, white or something like that? My manager and I, both surprised, said, Yeah, and we both seemed happy we weren't crazy. Then I swear I heard a little laugh up ahead of us. She was messing with us. We walked back, locked up, and we all agreed we had met Matilda. About a month later, I walked there by myself and came running back after hearing her running around the arcade. I returned with the group to ensure it was not a kid, and we found nothing. Then I got to experience my first physical contact with her. I was making a pizza, and it was a busy day. I had other orders being made and ready to go while making this one as well. I was running the kitchen solo, but I was fast enough to handle it, and the kitchen wasn't big enough to make it too hard. I had just tossed some buffalo chicken and used tongs to do so. I set them on the counter and finished my pizza when suddenly I heard the tongs hit the wall and scuttle across the floor, like they were thrown, but I was the only one in the kitchen. I looked around to make sure that it was just me, and then I ran out, and everyone at the concession had left to sing happy birthday. It was just me and me alone. I then felt like I had company, but I returned to work. About an hour later, I still felt uneasy, but luckily the rush of people had died down and it was a bit slower. Again, I was making another pizza, and then I felt something cold on the back of my neck. It wasn't a hand or anything, more like a presence. I turned and no one was there, so I ignored it and said, Not now, Matilda. I'm busy. I know it sounds funny, but spooky stuff felt almost every day at this place, and no one had ever been hurt before, so I wasn't scared of her because I didn't think she wanted me to be. Then, something remarkable happened. I have thick wavy hair, so I had a hairnet on. As I made the pizza, I felt something tug at the hairnet, like it was being dragged off. I stopped and sat straight up and it was already about halfway off. So I slapped the top of my head to grab the net, and anyone who could have been pulling it reared around with the backhand flowing about I love with me. I never fight, so I got spooked to swing, but again, no one was there. I ran out, and no one was at the concession again. A lot of people went home. I was alone again, but also not alone at the same time. That was my last interaction with Matilda, but the sightings and weird things still happened to people employed there. About a year later, many people quit, and a vast hiring event brought many more in. I swung by the other day, introduced myself to them, and asked if they had seen anything weird, and told a couple of my stories. They said they all still had experienced the same things. So, in the mall in Temple, Texas, something is as playful as she is mysterious. If you see something in there, don't be scared. She may be playing a game with you. Hey Swamp Dweller, I know you're tired of reading stories about skimwalkers and other related things, so I decided to share a story I think you'll enjoy reading. Thanks so much if you choose to narrate it. Let's say I seem to have an incredible knack for encountering the supernatural. Late in December, I was going to visit my girlfriend's family for the holidays, 
so I could get introduced to her extended family. There was a snowstorm, so my family decided to stay behind and meet with me the next day. On the way to my girlfriend's hometown, I heard a loud thud on my car roof. I usually would dismiss it as a branch falling on my car or something, but this was unusually loud. As soon as the storm calmed down, I pulled over and checked out what had happened. To my surprise, I saw a significant dent on the roof of my car. As you can imagine, I was shocked and puzzled. With a touch of annoyance, considered that this would cost a lot to repair. Then I noticed a blood trail that led from the top of my roof into the woods. I grabbed a flashlight and a pistol which I took with me just in case some thug tried to mug me or something before heading into the woods. After following the blood trail, I saw some gigantic moth-like creature that was at least twice the size of myself. My entire body went pale white as soon as I saw this thing. I was too scared to raise my gun. As soon as it turned around in my direction, I fell back in fear, dropping my gun and flashlight, which still illuminated the creature. Oddly enough though, it didn't attack. It just went back to trotting around. It seemed to be trying to treat its wound. I snapped out of my fear-induced trance and figured that if I helped this thing, maybe I could get on its good side, which in all honesty was a stupid move, but I'm alive so I guess it doesn't matter. Now I ran back to the car trying to find my first aid kit inside that I took with me just in case anyone got hurt. I never thought I would use it to help a monster. I ran back to where I saw the creature only to find that it was gone, but it seemed like it had left a message clawed into the dirt. Protect your ill or his life will be lost. At first I was dumbstruck, but then I remembered that my girlfriend's grandfather was very sick. How on God's earth would this thing know that though? Now that I think about it, maybe it wasn't an accident that it landed on my car. Instantly, I grabbed my flashlight and gun and ran back to my car at full speed. I was horrified and confused as to what had just happened. My mind was asking so many questions at once. What was that thing? Why did it write that warning? Why didn't it attack? My mind was so all over the place, I almost crashed twice, but eventually I did make it back to my girlfriend's house. When I saw her, she was as beautiful as ever, but that's beside the point. She saw that I was shaken up, and I was fearful of my face, before asking me what was wrong. I told her that if I told her she'd think I was crazy or messing with her, and she responded, well I don't have a reason to think that now. So I told her what happened. Something odd happened when I told her though. Instead of her laughing or telling me that I was the best liar she had ever talked to, she had the same horrified expression when I came across the creature. I asked her if she was okay. She snapped out of her horror-induced state, hugged me, and asked me what I knew about this creature. I didn't know much. I gave her the best description I could about what I saw, and she told me the legend about this thing called Mothman. It said that this thing is some sort of omen, a warning of downright terrifying things, it's said to show up around the time that natural disasters and other things happen. I then asked my girlfriend what we should do. She suggested that we keep this between us and keep in touch with her grandfather, which was hard to do consistently since he was in intensive care, but I agreed with her anyway. The next few days were uneventful regarding strange or downright terrifying things. I did hear branches snap a couple of times outside the guest room I was sleeping in, but in all honesty, that was probably just birds or squirrels or something like that. If it were a so-called Mothman, he would have made a lot more noise, I assume. 
I want to take a moment to mention that the next part of this story is not for the faint of heart. But if you're ready for it, then so am I. So on the third day I spent at my girlfriend's house, we got a call from one of our grandfather's caretakers urging my girlfriend and her parents to come to the hospital as quickly as possible. I offered to go with them, and since there was no time to waste, they agreed and took me in their car. When we reached the hospital, the doctor took us to the room where my girlfriend's grandfather was being taken care of, and I immediately regretted coming in when I saw it. His heart had ripped out of his body, and his ribcage was showing. I felt so weird, like I was about to cry and throw up simultaneously, but I somehow held my stomach together. Afterward, I had so many questions. Part of me wanted to hunt down whoever did this. I am uncomfortable sharing how I felt in extended detail because honestly, I was just distraught. I will, however, share something that happened after Christmas. So after my girlfriend paid for my car repairs, bless her soul, I was heading back to my family's house when suddenly, I saw something flying overhead. Something huge. I immediately pulled over and ran after it, which might have been a stupid move, but again, I'm alive. I ended up at the same spot I encountered the Mothman the first time, and wouldn't you know it, there he was on a vast branch looking at me. I was shaking in my boots, but I also had a sense of anger in me. I asked the, the creature a straightforward question. Did you kill him? The beast looked away and down onto the ground. It had a look on its face that resembled sorrow. Before I could ask him another question, it flew away, leaving behind a few feathers from its massive wings. I never thought to pick one up, though. I should have. As you can imagine, I had so many questions and so did my girlfriend. The police were never able to find who or what did it. Do I blame the creature for this? Not really. After researching the Mothman, it doesn't seem like a creature that kills humans. Whatever this thing was, I hope it's still alive. Hello Swamp Dweller, last year I think I may have seen what you would call a not deer. This is not necessarily a terrifying story, but it's very odd and something I think would fit your show. I am an avid hunter and usually hunt with a bow in the woods behind my house. There is a massive, non-typical buck that I am still after today. Anyway, I was sitting on a fallen tree hidden by bushes with enough space for my arrow to go through. I was sitting there waiting for a deer to come by. I had just texted my dad telling him there was no sign of deer except for a trail. That day was a tranquil one, with the occasional bird chirping here and there. So what I heard next was very out of place. I heard something weird, some sort of heavy footstep. I just then listened to a kind of deer, elk, hog, bear, grunt mixture. I don't even know how to explain it. It was so loud. I could feel it in the ground. It rattled my bones. It rattled the trees. It sounded like it was right behind the tree I was. I texted my dad, and he told me to prepare my arrow. I put a hand on my bow and got ready. I saw something moving. It didn't look quite right. This animal, or not animal, whatever it was, saw me and ran away. And that's when I noticed that it had the head of a deer at the very least. I haven't seen the same one since but that doesn't mean it's the last one like it. I was riding in the van with my mom and dad one day. We were heading home from school as I had finished my midterm exams. We passed a field with grass that was not very high, maybe ankle height. I had a weird urge to investigate the area, and there was a deer there. 
except once again this deer was strange. It was red-orange with a fox-like tail and bony legs that were way too long. It almost had a mane. It had a deer body, neck, and head. The build of the deer thing would have been closer to a doe than a buck. I could feel the color go out of my face and I turned to my mom and dad and told them what I had seen. My dad seemed to believe me, but my mom not so much. This was not the scariest story, but it is weird and something that needed to be shared. I know I sound crazy, but I swear I'm not. Thank you for reading my story if you do. Be safe out there. Things can definitely be a little weird sometimes, and you may not notice everything from one quick glance. Last year in the fall of 2021, my friend and I decided to explore the old church I live next to. I was 16 years old and my friend was 15. For reference, my dad is the pastor of that church and my family and I live in a small house about 100 yards away. Our church is a little over a century old and I've always suspected that it might be haunted. I'm not a skeptic nor an avid believer, but I always try to see the reasoning on both sides. I suppose you could say that I am an open-minded skeptic when it comes to just about anything. Anyway, my friends, who we will call tricks for privacy reasons, were hanging out at my house. We eventually grew bored and decided to explore the church at around 9pm. I couldn't have tricks stay overnight because my mom was very strict about that, so we had to make it short and sweet. We got a flashlight and I used my iPod to record and use its flashlight as well. We didn't think we would find anything, but now we were on edge because of the atmosphere the old building provided. Nothing really eventful happened, but we still had that eerie feeling the entire time. Trix thought she heard a noise a few times, but I never heard anything. After our quote-unquote investigation, we went back to the house to watch the recording. Nothing really stuck out until I noticed a faint silhouette of a man down the stairs in the room across from us. I rationalized it and thought it was probably just a chair or another piece of furniture. However, the figure was gone when the camera panned the next time over to that area. At first, I figured it was just a different angle from the first time when I screenshotted all three frames and compared them. I realized all were about the same angle. I thought it was strange but decided not to dwell on it and brushed it all off. Nothing out of the ordinary occurred for quite some time after that, but I witnessed something odd that I couldn't explain. To understand this further, I must explain the layout of a specific church area. The sanctuary and auditorium area is ground level. This is a room connecting to the site with two flights of stairs, one going up and one leading down to the basement area. The shadow or figure or whatever it was that I saw previously was in the adjoining room. The video showed us in the adjacent room about to enter the sanctuary. We were talking about the projector light on the ceiling unaware of a strange bright orb of light. It didn't look like a ghost orb, but it was relatively bright, like a flashlight reflecting off something shiny. However, the light was gone when we lowered our flashlight beams downward, still oblivious to what we were seeing on the video. The camera was facing and angled in the same position the whole time. I couldn't explain it at all. Nothing else worth mentioning happened for the rest of the video. And although we were slightly unnerved, we chalked it up to our imagination. I would send in the video, but this was several years ago, and I have no idea where that iPod even is anymore, unfortunately. 
We said our goodbyes and Trix went back to her house. Fast forward a few weeks, me and Trix both started noticing strange occurrences in our own houses. Whereas I occasionally had my lights turning on and off, with my mom chastising me for leaving my light on during the day, Trix experienced more than me. We updated each other frequently about the specific paranormal activity in our rooms. We experienced random bruising, lights turning on and off, some scratches, and seeing things from the corner of our eyes. After a few months, I noticed these events were barely happening to me, but Trix was still going through it very rough. We discussed it and decided that it was most likely due to her being more afraid of what it was than I was. And no, I'm not trying to say that I wasn't scared, just not as much. Nothing extreme happened in my story, but it still freaks me out to think about to this day. Thanks for listening to these creepy and allegedly true, unexplainable, paranormal horror stories. If you enjoyed these stories, please be sure to hit that like button as it helps me out a ton. The more likes this episode gets, the more YouTube promotes it, and that's incredibly helpful to the swamp growing. If you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please give this a 5-star rating over there as it helps me grow on those platforms. It's incredibly appreciated. If you're new to the swamp, why not join us? Hit that subscribe button and turn on notifications to never miss a new episode as I upload them nearly every single day and all things natural and supernatural. If you have an experience you would like to share in a future episode, be sure to submit your story at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I would love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. It would be my honor to do so. I'd love to know in the comments down below what story tonight was your favorite. Honestly, it's always so hard to pick one but I always love seeing which ones you guys enjoy the most. If you're on the go, but don't have YouTube Premium, but would like to download and listen to your favorite Swamp Dweller scary stories no matter where you are, you can download them absolutely free from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, and just about everywhere else you find your favorite podcast online. It's absolutely free and always will be. If you'd like to support the Swamp outside of that, why not check me out on Twitch? I stream over there multiple times a week for four to six hours at a time playing scary games and other cool stuff. You can find a link to follow me in the description. Maybe check out the Swamp merch store. You can find t-shirts and hoodies. I'd love to see you wearing some cool Swamp threads. Don't forget to join me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook for behind-the-scenes action and more from the Swamp. And I'll see you all soon with another creepy episode.